Welcome to the Solarize podcast from creator, founder, and author Spencer Burke, where we have candid conversations with spiritual innovators, visionaries, change makers, creatives from the edge. These are the people that serve as our scouts and outlooks. The voice is calling for a more humane future, one we desire and are working toward. Both the beauty of New Horizons and the difficulties of taking risks will pepper all of our interviews. Hello and welcome to the first ever Solarize podcast. My name is Matt Kinzera, and of course I'm here with founder of Solarize, Spencer Burke. And I think just to start this all off, Spencer, could you just let everybody know what is Solarize? Well, you know, you'll see the title. It'll say a global hybrid learning party for spiritual innovators. And it really has become kind of this global conversation. People have popped into the app and on the web and done workshops from all around the world. And then it's uh, hybrid because it's online and in person. With COVID, everything else has been a little bit crazy, but it's really captured the imagination of people around this sense of humane spirituality that's been really the title and become more than just a motto it's become kind of this really rallying point of everyone's imagination kind of connecting to the idea of what is it that we might be able to dream and hope and be and become it's kind of dreaming into that future we desire to be and so that's really it it's a learning party I started 20 years ago, and it's been interesting to hear all the stories. A lot of text messages or people sharing ideas of how it has touched their life and their heart. I always say that I don't believe in built to last. I believe in built to die. So it's been a pop-up. 20 years ago, we started it out. You know, we've done it about seven times. And so it just kind of raised its head again this year because it just felt like such a time as this. It feels like right now is a place where we really have to have some very serious conversations and some playful ones as well. As long as it's centered around that idea of humane spirituality. We kind of know what's inhumane, but what's humane? And we have expanded it to be spiritual. So it's not just Christian. It really has involved a number of different faiths, a number of different wonderful people, and people outside of the faith community as well. But they, they capture or are captured by the idea of humane spirituality. As we sit here, we're on the eve of the last day of the live and virtual Solarize event. And I got to tell you, Spencer, this has been one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever been a part of. And I've been at a lot of conferences, a lot of services, a lot of events. This one just had a special meaning to it. I think probably because of that humane spirituality part. I'm also a person that considers myself a bit of an innovator. So it was fun to hear all of these voices talking about a variety of different things. So people didn't come or engage in Solar Eyes this weekend and hear just a singular message. We heard maybe a singular theme that resonated in so many different ways, not just here at the event, but throughout the entire world. So what did you think about the experience this weekend? You know, uh, Solarize is always just kind of a special place. No green rooms. You know, there's no real ego kind of thing. It really is are people that come with a gift. And then we just all of a sudden start unwrapping them. And it's interesting how it all kind of starts to pull together. We're not trying to tell people what humane spirituality is or even what spiritual innovation is. What we're doing is inviting people to play with that. 
like take it. Again, it's a learning party. It's a place in which we can kind of uh, have conversations, develop relationships. Some of those relationships over the years have become organizations, you know, and movements. Some of the workshops have become books or ideas. It really is a place where we kind of hope that people start with this, but this isn't the answer. All this is is hopefully a catalyst to begin to invite people to start thinking in a little different way. Uh, you know, I, I do think that right now in our time, we are struggling in faith communities to understand what it is we're all about. You know what I mean? And I think it's whether you're a small community meeting in a home or if you're the publisher of a big you know, line of books or a seminary, everybody's on equal ground right now. Everybody has this kind of confusion, but also this opportunity. And so that's what we're really trying to invite people in is to come in and say, hey, what is it that's possible? Where might we go with this? Yes. And there's no way that we could give the listeners of this podcast a true complete understanding and feel for what happened this weekend at the Solarize event, but we're going to do our best. And so what you're going to enjoy now is just some clips, some highlight reel clips from what we experienced this weekend at the Solarize event. We believe in this season that there is a mixed ecology emerging in the spiritual landscape of inherited model churches and new creative expressions of faith communities and meaning-making communities, and that it's really important to strengthen a diverse spiritual landscape for this season. Forgiveness has to be the way, and somebody has to step down from the high, high horse and, and forgive. They may be the ones that were wronged, but so what? I think forgiveness is so powerful. I'm, I'm surprised that it has not got the attention it needs to get in business. I'm appalled at the level of unforgiveness in the body of Christ. Most people don't even know what forgiveness is. They talk about it, but you see there's so much pain and unforgiveness in the body of Christ. There is a shame still for men to be seen as caring. It, it's more masculine to be careless than to be caring. And I think that's a, that's a really profound observation um, and a very moving one because you know we have to choose between one one or the other. I mean, I choose caring, but that comes with a cost for some men in the film. Their more masculine friends shun them, and th there will be that cost. There will be the, the grief and the death of that kind of patriarchy and masculinity. It seems to me that there are so many lessons that are ready to be circulated from frontline communities in the US or in Malawi, and I'm very interested in having those conversations because I will take great ideas to save our planet wherever I find them and make friends with whoever it is it has those ideas because that's what you do when you care for one another. Both the metaphysical and the mystical want to account for reality in a comprehensive and unitary way. It's a certain framework, whether it's through a systematic theological grid or a mystical experience of union. Both those things, the metaphysical and the mystical, are schemas in which we offer people an understanding about the nature of reality. My particular feeling is there is no all-encompassing framework that explains life from beginning to end, um, that all meaning is contextual. But the absence of complete meaning doesn't negate localized meaning, and that we have to live in the dust of our own particular part of the planet and work out how we will deal 
with the realities of existence without appealing to the mystical outside, but rather manifest and celebrate the complex, troubling, and sometimes challenging mystery that is life itself. What I love about working with the young people that are incarcerated is that you cannot do this work, I don't believe, unless you're prepared to be vulnerable and to be real because they just won't stand for it. You know, they might go along to get along, you know, because they have to protect themselves inside. However, if you really want to touch their hearts, then you have to be willing for them to touch yours. And you can't do it if you're closed up. You know, you have to go naked to yourself. You know, it doesn't mean you, you can't be safe. You absolutely can be. And vulnerability actually is a strength. I grew up being taught that vulnerability was a weakness, but no, it is a strength. It's it's powerful to be vulnerable because when I'm vulnerable, that that allows me to feel. And when I can feel, I can I can heal and I can, you know, know what's going on inside of me. And when I'm aware and I have what's going on inside of me and, and I'm not afraid of it, then I have all of me. Then is fortitude and strength and guidance and wisdom. It's all there within me. And the vulnerability allows me to open the doors to all those things. I'm indebted to the children that I've worked with. I'm really indebted to them. They have grown me. They have loved me and taught me so much. Taught me so, so much. Maybe impact will become more of a central lens through which they do their business. Of course, they have to meet bottom line. They have to meet shareholder demands. So it's complicated. But the good thing is I think there's a lot of people in these brands that we all recognize to say, you know what, we need to shift and change somehow. And so that's that gives me glimmers of hope. If we don't learn a more humane spirituality, learn to live it and manifest it in the world in a contagious and winsome way, there are a whole lot of other people who are using harmful forms of religion that feel to them devotional and good and warm, but it's always bringing benefit for an in-group at the expense of an out-group. When there is an inhumane form of spirituality, when there is a kind of religion that has been weaponized to hurt people, you have to be willing to take great risks and you have to be willing to have the word heretic applied to you if you're going to stand for the lives of your neighbors. The Christian religion became the chaplain to a capitalist enterprise that created a global economy based on two things extraction of the long-term health of the planet for the short-term wealth of the exploiters. And second, along with extraction from the earth, was the exploitation of labor. This way of looking at the world is inherently inhumane. And so here we are at this moment, a group of people seeking to have not only conversation but action inspired by a more humane spirituality. One of the encouraging signs that I see when I not only look back but look around at this moment is a kind of convergence that really would have been unimaginable to me 20 years ago. I think that we are having to come to the conclusion 
that we are the ones that we've been waiting for and that if there is power for the kind of change that we need going forward for humane spirituality it's going to have to happen through the power of mass social movement and so we live at this moment when our prevailing stories are failing us they may have emerged to help us address problems in our past but they're not yet addressing the crises that we currently face and so each of us lives with an individual story as part of a group telling our group story that interacts with other groups with their own uh, group stories but we're looking for some larger story some larger vision to help us find each other and come together i think many of us believe that unless there is a spiritual story a humane spirituality that can make space for us as individuals and our diverse stories that we don't have a new way forward well that was just a little taste of what we got to experience at Solarize this year. But Solarize isn't done. There's so many ways that we can keep engaging together, whether you are part of this event or not. So why don't you share a little bit about that, Spencer? How can people get engaged with Solarize who are listening to this right now? So at this point, we think it's an 18-month experiment. So the last six months, we've been kind of playing with it. And now we're looking to ask, what would the next 12 months look like? So we're going to do at least one more, and it's going to be coming up on October 20th, so a year from now. Between now and then, we're inviting people to come together and really kind of ask, what is it that I'm thinking about? What is it that I want to share? What is the gift that I might be bringing? And uh, there are ways to do that. You go to solarize.live, that's S-O-U-L-A-R-I-Z-E, solarize.live, and that's the website. And from there, you'll be able to see all the different ways of playing. You may have heard about the pitches, you know, so people are doing startup pitches. You might have heard about artworks that people are, you know, contributing and participating in. And there's also the possibility for you to do your own workshop even. Um, So you could submit those. Between now and next October, we're inviting people to come and make it theirs. You're not just a participant in the sense of, I'm going to go and just sit and listen. It really is a place where if you're just gathering people together to eat lunch, that's something. Another is that you might be participating in a panel or you might be hosting a village. That was the fascinating thing. I didn't realize how powerful that could be. Again, realize we just this year threw everything up on the wall and said, what's going to stick? And it was really interesting to see how people took these things and ran with it. And so there are ways that you can continue to participate, and those will kind of continue to unveil. I'd even say if you've got a story or an idea that you'd like to share with the podcast, you know, send that in. Again, it's Solarize, S-O-U-L-A-R-I-Z-E, at spencerburke.com is the email address. So any ideas that you might have, submit it through the website or put it in that uh, email address. That is great. And with this podcast, I'm really excited because this whole weekend we've been sitting down with some of the guests that have been here. And so we're going to release an episode every other week, a couple times a month. You're going to be able to hear some in-depth conversations with some incredible spiritual innovators and people who desperately care about humane spirituality and just some really, I mean, just some amazing human beings. More than anything, 
I've had so much fun just getting to know some wonderful people. So we're going to roll those out over the next few months. And then this podcast will keep on going until the next Solarize event. And so we're going to just keep that momentum going, keep the engagement going. And we're going to continue to listen, hear what it is that you're looking for and wanting to hear. So stay involved. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you don't mind giving it a five-star rating and write a review, that just helps people see it. And we'll just keep engaging and keep having a blast with Solarize. So Spencer, thank you so much for all of the work that you and Shana put into this. And we look forward to a really exciting year and the sky's the limit. Let's just see what happens. We'll take off. I want you to know that you might kind of just look at it and you feel like you're a little bit far away or whatever. Like, oh, I, I've heard about that or I've just seen that or I just heard a, uh, one of the workshops or whatever. I'll tell you, everybody who's been here, we were kind of all strangers in some ways. And as we're leaving, people are like, oh, no, hey, when are we going to do this again? And so we hope that that will be part of your story this year as well. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time.